I wanted to take this opportunity to introduce you to Carrie Persichetti. We're going to say that three times. No, I won't make you do that. From here on out, we'll know her as KP, right, Carrie or Carrie. Um, she is our new director of Next Gen in Community Engagement. So uh, this is a big step for our church. It's a big uh, endeavor, and really our board of trustees has taken a step of faith and has really acted boldly in hiring this new position. You know, after the pandemic, or uh, during the pandemic, many of our ministries were really hurt as churches all across the country were experiencing. Uh, but our children's ministry especially was just decimated. Um, and so we, as a church, decided, you decided really, the first year I was here, we spent a lot of time establishing our new vision our priorities as a church for ministry. And it was very, very, very clear that uh, ministries to children and youth and their families were to be our priority, uh, the priority for the next year or couple of years, actually. So we've hired, hired Carrie to really head up that, um, that endeavor, along with uh, Leslie Quantz, who will remain, and of course, Scott, who uh, we'll be heading up the student ministries as well. Um, so we want to explain to you what this new term is, next gen, to talk about this ministry, what you can expect uh, over the next uh, couple of years, and um, to let you know that Carrie's job is really big. It's this next gen ministries, and then this other part, community engagement, and a lot of other responsibilities. But I have to tell you that this next gen ministry will be her priority uh, for at least probably six months to a year, and then she can start slowly taking over the, the other responsibilities. We are going to try to launch this ministry by this coming fall, uh, which would probably usually take about a year, right, Carrie? <laughs> yes, it would. Yeah, but we're going to try to really put it in hyperspeed and get it set um, by this August. So, Carrie Persichetti, you can go ahead and welcome her. Carrie, I just got to say, you. it's so great to have you here. Oh, I am so excited to yeah. be here and so grateful for such a warm welcome. Yeah. I, I uh, asked Carrie the other day, what does it feel like to be answered prayer? Because <laughs> <laughs> Carrie fills these two jobs in really, as Pat uh, Leisher said, our president, almost in a divine way. We really feel like God has led her here and has especially equipped her for uh, these responsibilities that we really need help with right now. Yeah. So uh, we're really grateful you're here. Well, I'm really excited to get started. Yeah. So tell us, just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your spiritual journey, um, your past experience in ministry, just to kind of start this off. And then we'll jump into what exactly you're going to Sure, do. sure. So I'm a Bay Area native. Um, I grew up in Hillsborough across the Bay. Um, I am a mother of three amazing adult children. Uh, Courtney is a pastry chef. Dominic is a personal trainer, because of course you need a, a personal trainer when you have a pastry chef in the family. Um, and uh, Cassidy is an executive admin at LinkedIn. And um, I grew up in a very powerful Irish Catholic family. Uh, faith was always at the center of our family. And I had two incredible parents that really modeled for me what it meant to live faith out in the world. 
and uh, so they were incredible. I love all things outdoors, especially skiing. And uh, when it came time to go to college, went to school in Colorado to be close to my coach. Um, I studied biology, as one does going into ministry, <laughs> um, and um, then pursued a career in that area for quite some time, studying wound healing and growth factors. Um, and then uh, also was serving, uh, teaching second graders for their first communions. And at that time had a pretty dramatic um, experience, which really shifted my spiritual journey. And uh, without going into too much detail, ended up leaving the Catholic church and uh, started attending a non-denominational church. And all that to say, I have to say that the Catholic roots very much a part of my story, um, gave me a tremendous reverence for God and for my faith. So, um, but I felt like God really was moving me um, to this new journey. Uh, I began after marrying um, and having kids, began dipping my toe into serving. At that time, my family was living in the Las Vegas area and there was a great church down the road. I started serving in women's ministry I served in kids ministry and loved it. Um, then our family moved to the Chicagoland area and uh, there's a church there called Willow Creek Community Church, which uh, for those of you that aren't familiar, we would have maybe 24,000 people on a weekend. Uh, so a tiny little expression, uh, but uh, it was really there that I started to delve much more deeply in serving. Um, and finding out how God had wired me. Um, I come from a family that also has like very deep entrepreneur, uh, up, like entrepreneurs and uh, a real spirit to develop and change. Um, so there I began volunteering and then was asked to come on staff and I was director of connections, uh, director of promised land, which was their kids ministry, director of operations, um, helped launch the first urban campus of that church um, and building all the teams, which was super fun. Um, I was there for eight years and it was such a formative time for me. I had the ability to sit under some fantastic leadership and uh, then was asked to join a church in New Jersey who was this budding little multi-site church and they needed somebody to come in and help them build out a model for children's ministry that could be replicated across campuses. So I flew out every Saturday. Uh, I didn't move to New Jersey. And then I flew back to Chicago every Tuesday. And I did that for two years. But as the church <laughs> began to grow, and after a lot of planes, trains, and automobiles, I felt God like really calling me home. And it just so happened that there was another church right down the road, five minutes away, uh, that was looking for somebody to come and lead a huge camp capital campaign to redevelop all of the program for next gen and all of the environments. So I did that and that was super fun. Um, worked with great teams there and did a lot of international ministry at that time as well, partnering with pastors across the world, um, helping them build children's ministry so that was uh, a really wonderful time. Then Menlo Church asked me to come join them as they 
reformed environments, so did that for a bit, and then ended up in Burlingame, back to home. <laughs> the, so worked at the First Presbyterian Church of Burlingame, which is now known as Burl Press, um, helped them reform next-gen ministry, and then uh, when the pandemic hit, they did not have somebody in communications and IT, so I popped over there, and that was my most recent job. But I would have to say I really miss being with kids. So, um, yeah, that's a little it's a bit. a lot of experience. Do you see why she fits so many roles? <laughs> when I first uh, approached Carrie and asked her, she was our consultant as we uh, kind of formed a new vision for our children and youth ministry. Um, and I, I sensed a little bit that she was interested, perhaps, in our job. Uh, and so I said, do you have any interest in this? And she said, I do, but I get kind of bored. So I think I need a little more, a little broader job description. So <laughs> that's what we did. And of course, you yeah. bring a wealth of experience. Yeah. And, 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 and fill so many needs that we have as a church. So you can see why we think it's just, it's really uh, just so fortunate that we've found you. Oh, thank um, you. In all these different contexts, do you, do any words come to mind as you think? you would use to describe yourself, uh, especially in the context of ministry? Uh, sure, energetic, <laughs> creative, <laughs> innovative, um, kind, uh, team builder, yeah. And curious. And curious, yeah, <laughs> and curious, yeah. yes. When, when I first brought uh, Carrie to meet the interview team for you as a consultant, the personnel uh, team, uh, you left the room and they were all just blown away by your energy. And I'm pretty energetic, as you know, but I feel like I'm running about a tenth of the <laughs> speed that uh, Carrie is running. So what do you love about ministry? Why did you move from what you were doing in the yeah. field of biology and, and move to ministry? What, oh, what attracts you? Yeah, great question. Um, I just love seeing God work through people's lives. I love seeing their hearts transformed. I love seeing how people discover the gifts he's given them and how they use that to impact the world. Um, and then, of course, seeing how the Holy Spirit shows up in some unexpected ways. And so, yeah. Yeah. So I asked you to maybe identify one verse or yeah. a passage of scripture that would um, really speak to what you try to teach or what you yeah. embrace as you minister, what, what would that be? It would be Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And what, do you, what, what strikes you about those verses? Are there certain things that really speak to you through those? Oh, yeah, just like being courageous. Um, he's always with me you know, in these journeys, and he's guiding my every footprint and, um, and path in my spiritual life. So I may not know, but I can trust that he will, and just staying close to him. Well, that's a great passage about Joshua leading the, mm -hmm. the people of God into the promised land and really taking a step of faith, yep, right? for sure. Uh, and I think as a church, as we enter this stage, we're, we're going to take a lot. <laughs> it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a, a step journey. of, yeah, a yeah. faith journey. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure. we're starting with a very small group of, of kids and families and mm -hmm. and hoping someday to fill this church back up. Yeah, for um, sure. So a lot of faith involved, a big God. Yep, he yeah. is a big God. So 
let's get back to this next gen uh, mm -hmm. ministry. Why do we call it next gen? <laughs> Uh, and why is that important? And yeah. can you tell us what this model of ministry or this philosophy of ministry is all about? Like sure. kind of the distinctives of it. Yeah, for sure. So NextGen is a really more of a philosophy on how we strategically plan to disciple kids all the way from birth up through the age of 18 and partner with their families along the way. So, um, so what's a distinctive is in the past, there was a model that was very successful at that time, and it had a unique children's ministry, which generally had its own strategy and plan and calendar, and then a student ministry, which did the same, right? Um, and just through some really fundamental changes in the family life, um, as well as in church structure, um, that older structure sort of fell away in terms of being really effective. So um, sometimes next-gen ministry just forms naturally. Sometimes it's intentional. But what I would say is going to be a team of people, Scott, Leslie, and myself, working together to build, strategize a calendar and programming to truly disciple kids and students and bring them into community. So. so the distinctives, just to recap, yes. would be unifying. Unifying. So a lot of interaction between Scott and Leslie and you. Correct. Whereas in the past, there might not have been that interaction with children and youth. Correct. And then also one of the things that really attracted me to it as you shared uh, with us what kind of the philosophy was, was taking a look at you have a kid from zero to 18, yes. right? Possibly yep. in our church and really figuring out what do we want, for lack of a better word, what do we want the end product to look like? Yeah, what right? do we want them to know, to know at the age of 18? And then very intentionally building ministry by ministry as they age up on those foundational principles. So um, we're really working toward a common vision of what we would want a student to know by the time they go out into the world. So, so not only what they know, but who they are. Yes, right? identity is uh, huge. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And being especially aware of those transition points that mm -hmm. churches often lose kids, like yep. from elementary to junior high, junior high to senior yep. high, really working on, on those to make sure that we uh, keep kids involved and moving sure. along. And uh, would you also say that uh, involvement of the parents is really a key part of this this philosophy as well um yes for sure so we really have a family ministry approach um, when i say family that's going to include the kids the students their parents and the volunteers anybody that steps up there's really going to be more of a family approach to how we um, meet the needs of these kids in this crazy world that's out there. So uh, yeah, so we'll be working to provide community for the parents, um, a sense of belonging and connection, and then also resourcing them so that we do a good job of like, oftentimes they will come on a Sunday and you say, hey, so what'd you learn? Nothing, you know? <laughs> so, so we're gonna be really, really intentional about giving parents the information that they need so that they know what their child learned on Sunday and they can continue those conversations in the week. Um, you know, as they drive in the car, sit at, around the dinner table. Um, so yeah, 
Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of resourcing and community building. And why do you feel this ministry is so important? You know, I think sometimes Gosh. in churches, not saying that this is this church, but in a lot of churches, uh, children's ministry especially is just kind of an afterthought, and mm. it's kind of something that you do to keep the, bu the kids busy while the parents are in worship. Or Yeah, it, yeah. That actually kind of really hurts my heart when I hear that because they are the future leaders of your community. They are the future leaders of God willing this church. And we need to do everything we can to resource them and to make sure they know how they're gifted so that when the time comes, we can hand the baton over to them and you can be completely confident in their leadership. Yeah. yeah. So it's really about developing people. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Huge. Yeah. yeah. And taking a look to the future. So why, how would you describe, you've worked a lot with kids, obviously. Yeah. How would you describe kids right now, especially post-pandemic, mm -hmm. um, and what they're going through so much in the world? How would you describe kids today? Anxious. <laughs> but, you know, for any of us that are looking at the news, I, I would feel anxious too. Um, especially if I didn't have, like, the ability to know exactly who I was and how I could be a part of changing this world. Um, so I'd say anxious, overwhelmed, depressed, lonely. Um, a lot of kids are really experiencing um, loneliness. Um, and they also are uh, mistrustful of institutions. So that would include the church. Um, so, yeah, uh, but they also, are authentic. They really need to see integrity in whatever we do. So what we teach is who we are. Um, they are like just incredible listeners, active listeners. Um, they are empathetic. They are very much not only willing to stand up for the need, their own needs, but their friends' needs and any other sort of activist kind of response right now. So yeah. You also told me really inclusive. Very inclusive. And they want a place where their friends can be invited and know that they will be safe and welcome. And kind of activists. Yeah. Yeah, changing the world. Yep. Yeah. So um, this is a big task ahead of us, right? Mm -hmm. um, what if, if you were to say, hey, we hit a home run. Yeah. Two years from now, you were to say, we hit a home run, what would, uh, this ministry looked like? Yeah, I, I would say that it's going to be a vibrant place. Lots of families, lots of excitement. Kids are super excited to come and hear God's word and how it applies to their life. They're experiencing community, deep sense of belonging in their small groups, um, and wanting to share that with their friends. So a place that's now they've like experienced the change that Jesus has brought into their life and they want that for their friends and they know they can invite them and know that they would be safe to ask questions and yeah just experience growth yeah. so um what are going to be the challenges or the headwinds <laughs> especially the headwinds that we're facing not only uh, in kids ministry but mm -hmm. or student ministry but as churches today. Yeah, the decline um, of yeah, the church. What do you, what do you yeah. think are some of the challenges we're going to face? For sure. I mean, we definitely live in an area that's, I would say, very spiritual, but uh, churches 
independence and the need for Christianity has really declined. We have a very like multicultural world around us. We happen to live in an area that really fully expresses that. Um, so the church has a lot of work to do to be culturally relevant and really meet the culture where it is, right? And so our programming needs to be reflective of that. Um, I think too, we've got parents that are so, and kids that are so scheduled, right? Now, like this changing time, often dual income, income households. Um, so parents are both working um, and just finding like that balance for family time and for time to get to church. So we're gonna be doing everything we can to support and make sure that our time is as intentional as possible with those kids, so. So what, what is it gonna take on our part? <laughs> Funny you should ask. <laughs> Funny you should I mean, ask. It's just not yeah. Scott no, Leslie, right? no, 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 no. So we're gonna need a team of people that are willing to set aside um, maybe their own uh, time here in the sanctuary to come in and serve. So if you have a passion for teaching, uh, maybe you love drama, come on in. If you love building relationships, um, we would need you. If you just want to carry babies and love on the littlest ones, that's awesome too. But we're really going to need some help. So if you are interested or just want to have a conversation, love to have a coffee with you um, and just share with you a little bit about the vision and where you might fit in. You know, we have a couple minutes left. Can you tell them about, um, number one, the safety protocols that we're, mm -hmm. we're facing today in light yeah. of new legislation uh, by our, our assembly? Yep. And then also uh, what your vision is for the, um, CE, the CE, which will now be known as the next gen sure. uh, building. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. So um, there's, um, for um, many of you that don't work with youth, there's a new assembly bill called AB 506, uh, which was put forth by the state of California. And like California always does, they set sort of this precedent for the wave of the future for the other states. Um, and they take the protection of children very seriously um, in this state. And that means a lot of training, background checks for anybody that would that includes staff and volunteers that would be working with kids. This is not limited to church. This is Boy Scouts, any place that you're interacting with youth in the state of California. So uh, we're gonna be doing a lot of training and making sure that we do everything to comply with that uh, because we want ministry not only to be like life-changing, but we want you to know that we take the safety of your child seriously and so yeah you know for me uh the shooting in tennessee yeah uh, at the covenant presbyterian church which is the denomination i i, uh, I have been a part of for mm -hmm. many years when i saw the videotape of those the shooter walking down the halls of yeah. those of that church campus i thought wow that really hit a home um, and so yeah. we just are assuming that could happen here we hope it doesn't, obviously, but we want that building to be just as safe as yeah. possible. Yeah, we're going to be rethinking um, just who has access to the building when kids are in there um, and not to make it unwelcoming, but we need to make sure that 
uh, you as volunteers and the kids in that building are as safe as possible. So there will be some changes um, in light of that. Um, and if you have any questions, feel free to reach out and ask. But much like what you would experience going into schools now, um, I don't know how many of you walk into schools, uh, but you can't just enter the doors anymore. And it's really sad, but I do believe wholeheartedly in keeping kids as safe as possible. And with that being said, there will be need to be some changes. Yeah. Um, and a and lot of preparedness. Tell us about some of the fun changes that yeah. we hope to see. Yeah. Too. So there's going to be uh, like a, a whole new day in terms of like the programming. Um, we'll be training up all of the volunteers you <laughs> and um, really making sure that that time that we have that one hour we have is used as best as possible and that volunteers are serving in areas in which they are passionate right there's nothing worse than going to kids ministry and somebody's just like you know not very thrilled so we want to make sure you're having fun you know what to do you've got all the things in front of you and you're serving where god's called you so yeah it's going to be a lot of fun uh, fun worship uh, fun programming that really brings god's word um, to life for kids and then deep relational small groups where they can figure out who they are process their emotions, um, and feel safety in community. So, One of the things we'll be doing in the next couple months is uh, really bringing a new face to that building mm -hmm. in terms of color and uh, making it a place that kids will really be excited about coming to. So yeah. uh, we're excited about that as well. For so sure. finally, last question. Yes. Why did you come to Piedmont Community <laughs> Church? You did it. Anyway, <laughs> so um, I would say about a year ago, I was asked to start coming over and consulting. And I had an opportunity to meet with uh, personnel and the board of trustees and work with this awesome next-gen task force um, who was so passionate and curious about what the future of programming for kids and students would be like. Um, and so had a great experience, but I think there are a couple of things. I just sensed that the work I had done over in Burlingame was done. There was nothing left to build and there was a lot to build here. And that's just what I'm built to do. That's how God's wired me. So, great. yeah. So, uh, after a lot of conversations with Pat and, uh, Steve and the team, it just felt like God's call on my life. So. Well, we're glad. Yeah. Let's give Carrie uh, <laughs> a warm welcome. And we're going to have a reception in uh, Guild, Guild Hall after the service. So lots of good, good goodies today. So come over and meet Carrie after the service and welcome her to our church. Uh, let me pray for you and then, and you. then we'll take the offering. God, we thank you uh, so much for what we see as your hand in this. Um, in this bringing of, of Carrie to our church, I pray that uh, you would really guide her, uh, empower her, help her, and Scott, and Leslie, and all of us as we step out really into this new journey of faith, as we try to reach out to this next generation that is in such need of um, a community where they feel safe and loved, uh, where they can uh, 
hear of your love for them and um, experience fun. So we pray that you would bless our efforts and we pray these things